Welcome to Discover Joyous Love with Anita DeFrancesco as your host. This is a hybrid of topics under the subjects of mindfulness, sexuality, and relationships. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 39. The topic is nourishing your erotic nature. What does that mean? What is that all about? What is your erotic nature? Well, let's first start out with when I first think of eroticism or erotic, I think back to 1992 when Madonna, the pop star, made that album and the poster called Erotica, Express Yourself, was her theme behind all of that. Of course, sex sells, so it came off as a very sexual kind of uh advertisement or performance, but basically what she was alluding to in her performances mainly, and going back as far as like a virgin, uh, is about expressing yourself. It's, it's about honoring the energy of the body, and part of the energy of the body that we're sitting on all day is the sexual energy, and this is the healing energy of the body. So when we think about sexual energy, some people think of it as in terms of just having sex or um, pack it away until you're in the moment of opening up to the sexual with, with a sexual partner. But basically, that's not what eroticism really is. It's a word, erotic, but it's about expressing yourself, your nature, having your voice, letting go of judgment, limitations letting go of uh, giving yourself the permission, let your hair down, be alive, live free. So part of nourishing the erotic nature or nourishing, nourishing your nature, your being, begins with self-care, self-love, self-compassion. And part of the self-compassion, self-love, self-care involves the intervention of the senses, sensate focus, inner intervening with what we call the organic nature of the fluid body and the senses. So when we open up to our senses, we're able to begin to create more, become more creative, more of a creative human being, more of an expressive human being, opening up dormant areas of the body brain, the brain and the head, the brain that is all over the body. So when we come off saying nourishing your erotic nature, what we're really meaning is let go of self-judgment and let your hair down. Has nothing to do with sex, has nothing to do with a partner. It has all to do with you. And erotic eruptions that we may have in the course of our life, in the course of our being, has nothing more to do with, except that your body is, is charging up to a newness, a new discovery. You're awakening, opening, you're having kundalini rises, uh, kundalini awakenings. And these eruptions are all part of your growth. So it is important to include, as a Tantra wisdom teacher, that is my work, tantrawisdom.com. I am Anita DeFrancesco. This is Discover Joyous Love we're listening to. As part of this, um, op- this, this nature of, of opening up to your self-expression, it involves... Uh, learning how to to let go again and self-love yourself. So in Tantra, we teach you how to open up to the higher self, to become more present with yourself. 
Now, eroticism, let's go back. Let's start with what is eroticism? Now, of course, it's a quality, the word, okay, <laughs> is that, that causes sexual feeling, sexual desire, sensuality, romantic life. And it's layered from a very early time on in, in, in the sexual libido, um, uh, sexual fixation, or when people have what they call an oral fixation, excitement, impulse. And it's something, you know, it has to do with a lot of, you know, the, the pain that we live with, the suffering, along with, alongside of what pleasure is. So anxiety, flow, and basically it's finding your center is basically what it is. We're all going to be faced with suffering and we're all going to have times in our life of happiness and joy. And anxiety isn't going to go away, but it can go away once you connect to the fluid organic nature of your body. And that requires in the Tantra world, sexual energy is the energy of life. It is the, the uh, chief force of who you are. So if we neglect this energy because it's taboo, it's dirty, it's bad, ooh, I better pack my sexual energy away, I better not um, you know, have any sexual um, nature happening while I'm at work. Well, it's not really about that. It's about getting it under a certain way of containment and having this freedom within structure. So your sexual energy is your creative energy. It is your creative force. And the more that you access that, the more that you access the sexual energy, the more successful you'll be, or at least the more pleased or happy or fulfilled you'll be in whatever it is that you're seeking uh, in your desires. And your desires could be career-oriented, could be having a family-oriented, could be, um, you know, succeeding in many different areas in your life or being a, a really great at sports but it is the sexual energy that we must bring up. So it was body and mind, now it's body, mind, sex. And when we access and draw this up, we don't pass sexual desire. What we do is contain the sexual energy. So some people think they're passing sexual desire or feeling if they feel sexy or, or if they see someone and they feel, it's okay to flirt, it's okay to have that energy be alive, you know, coming alive to your sexuality, but there's a time and a place for intimacy and love and sex and all of that. But that's not really what we're talking about. Like go back to Madonna, express yourself. And the only way that she could get her message across, I believe, was through coming off as a sexual being, you know, wearing her sexy outfits. Of course, she was an entertainer and those kind of things sell. But she had a message and her message was to express yourself and let your hair down. Whether you, whether you believe it or not, that was her whole, that was her whole thing during her time of just wanting people to live free. And that is the title of my book, Live Free, one of my books, uh, and how I became transformed, transcended, and let my hair down by accessing my most powerful healing energy known as the chi or the chi force or the sexual energy. So vitality, curiosity, spontaneity, coming alive to the erotic nature, so you must come alive to those senses in order to become playful. So just because you're an adult, it doesn't mean that you have to let go of uh, the play part of yourself or the joyful part of yourself that makes you laugh, that makes you happy. Part of self-compassion is nourishing the erotic self. Now, a lot of us come, you know, there's people that are experiencing trauma in nature, um, they, they have a lot of different uh, triggers that, that they're affected by when they 
come into something feeling sexual or having a desire for something, but a desire is nothing more than a feeling of opening up all of your senses, having a desire for chocolate ice cream, having a desire to dive into the ocean and feel refreshed. So you can use that word in many ways other than in the sexual way. Now there's couples coach Esther Perel, and she says that we, I'm quoting Esther Perel here, couples coach, that we carry the responsibility of our desire. And she is absolutely right. Your desire is your nature. It is, it is your responsibility to live that, or do you want to suppress it? It is your responsibility to uh, grow with it. But then again, sometimes we need to learn and be taught how to access and how to open up because maybe our suppressions, our pain, our suffering, our childhood experiences were so uh, bad that we didn't learn how to undo the layers, the patterns. Desire is an expression of our, of our organic nature. So it's about living free. And that's what I talk about in my book, Live Free. Your, um, your journey to a physical, emotional, and sexual wholeness is my book that I wrote about 15 years ago. And it's still on Amazon and it's available through me. You can look it up. If you want to do anything, it's up to you to do these things. But then again, that's easily said because sometimes when the disease and the addiction are set in or addiction from anything like chemicals or any type of addiction or, di or dis-ease, the person becomes what we call sort of stuck, blocked, limited, resistant, living in resistance. So we have to come back to the self-love, the self-compassion and teach ourselves how to come out of that, how to open up to your own experience. And this is, I am a somatic, uh, a somatic therapist uh, somatic psychotherapist, love and relationship coach, and to come back to the embody the experience of what's really going on inside and how you can access the old feelings, the present feelings, and come to what we call the present moment or the truth or facing the reality. So we're fueled by our own sexual energy as the healing force of our being. No one knows that, but when we are in disease, and there's people that have many types of diseases, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, cancers, lupus, all kinds of different disease in the body, endometriosis, um, you name it, heart disease. Uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with your stuck, your energy is split. So even in your orgasmic state, you can be split. You have orgasm, but it's not full or it's disconnected because we're, we're not accessing that energy, maybe because of shame, maybe because of it, it, it's something that we want to be in shame and hiding about. It was something that wasn't uh, acceptable, but it's not sex again. So come back to the energy of the body, which for lack of a better word, sexual energy or chi energy, that is the energy you want to access and rise up with your Kundalini along with those seven chakras. And once you start activating these and rising and connecting all of them, sex to heart, sex to heart, you become more of a wholesome human being. Not to say that you still will have, you'll still have layers of things and you'll still have to work them out emotionally. And, but you will understand your nature of your body. And this is called part of being 
having that compassion of taking yourself and taking charge of yourself, giving yourself that permission. So when we suppress the feelings, the expression voice, we are suppressing desire when we suppress feeling. So say you uh, are in a crowd with people and someone sort of dismisses your comments or puts a lid on you and you suppress those feelings because you don't have that voice to speak back up or you felt so ashamed that someone put the lid on you, shut you up for that moment, or even people in your everyday life can do this, you're expressing what we call desire and the sexual energy deadens. And that is where disease of all kinds can set into the body over time, over time. And just doing exercise, you know, going to the gym every day isn't quite the answer. That helps, but the answer is breathing, is accessing this, uh, doing sensory work to yourself, to the body, allowing the breath to take over and charge up so that you discharge. Expression of all sorts is erotic in nature. Expression of all sorts is erotic in nature. And going back to the oral fixation as a child, the, the phallic phase. So when we are expressing, it, it is mostly coming from the sexual energy, which is around the belly button is the, the chakra. That is the, the sex chakra, the creative chakra. That has to be open for, for many things, just to even raise children, to have, um, to have your voice. And to neglect this energy is neglecting your free will. So we have this free will that is who we are. It is our voice. Your free will is your voice. And if you're unable to be who you are or act on or take responsibility, then you need some work. It's not that you can't do it. You just haven't, you, you are stuck or you're in a pattern or you have layers. So I've heard someone say, how does it feel to want? How does it feel to want? I want this. How does it feel to want? Now, the person who said that to me, I suspect that they were frozen in the area of expressing their desire, which led them to shame and addiction of chemicals. So when you listen to what people say and then you find out their history, it is, it is a reason why they would say that. How does it feel to want? Because if you can't want or own up to the desire and take the responsibility, then you're shut down. And we need to wake you up. Open that lid. Get rid of those patterns. So come see me. I'm, uh, I'm here in Philadelphia. I also do Zoom work, too. It's your responsibility to take responsibility for your own happiness and desires. Now, I know that sounds like a very hard thing to do a very loaded like it's my responsibility to be happy and no we need people in life and we interact with people you know it takes two to tango but you know what makes you happy watching a tv show or other people maybe at an event and you're having some good laughter hearing somebody say some great jokes okay so yes we are responsible to seek out to seek and to stay connected to who we are as part of the self-love. Now, another thing that uh, couples coach Esther Perel says is eroticism blooms from the tension between excitation and inhibition and manifest in the things we say and do by how we act, 
and think. So now, hear that again. Eroticism blooms from the tension between excitation and inhibition and manifests in the things we say and do by how we act and think. So how do you manifest? So when you're excited, you have impulses. But when you're feeling uh, resistance and limited and you don't give yourself the permission and you have, and then you're, now you're creating this, this sense of tension around your freedom. There's no freedom within structure there. So how do you manifest these things? And what do you do? How do you, where do you take them? So that's something to think about. Eroticism is independent in nature. I'll leave that for you to write something up about that. So how do we become erotic? How do you get there? How do you approach it? How do, how do you let the hair down and swim? Hmm? Let's tap into the imagination. Now, sensation, feeling, and fluidity, they are kind of like the way a woman experiences versus the way a man experiences. Women experience sensation through doing their nails, finding pretty dresses, and doing their hair. And this becomes the fluid, fluidity in nature and is part of the natural sensation of accessing feminine energy. So for a man, we should also access and tap into that imagination and tap into the feminine energy that lives in all of us, the polarity. So connecting the polarities within male and female and its nature begins with, again, self-love, loving yourself. How do you love yourself? You have a relationship with your feelings. And I have this in my book, which I was published in 2008 and live free. One of the chapters or pages or have a relationship with your feelings. I was in a hospital for a year with rheumatic fever and I didn't have any friends and everyone was dying and my parents couldn't come to see me and all the kids were, would bully me. And the only person that I had to turn to was the relationship to my own feelings. Even though I was, may not have self-loved myself then because I was still learning what self-love was about, I learned to have a relationship with me. So I created another human being inside, or I went to my inner child. Even though I was a child at nine, I still went into that inner child and I had that relationship. And there was the person I talked to. And then as I grew up, I learned about more about self-love. So letting go of the grudges, rigidity, rigidity and judgment. This is all part of it. If you're going to judge and if you're going to hold on to grudges and, and um, judge yourself and others, the love won't be there. So giving yourself the permission, allowance, letting go of the judgment, attention, intention. Now, attention, intention. Having an attention, but having an intention. So giving attention, but having what is your intention? So harnessing focusing in on the intention, sort of, excuse me, sort of going between the dark and the light here. You're listening to Discover Joyce Love. I'm Anita DeFrancesco. My book is Live Free, and uh, my uh, work is tantrawisdom.com. Let go of, so you want to be, be open-minded. How do you become open-minded if you're closed-minded, or if you're conservative, or if you're rigid? Well, you learn how to give and receive and you balance that out. Once you start to balance that out, the mind starts to open. You start to adjust and adapt to each other people around you, not necessarily a relationship, but just in general, 
the people that are in your lives. So let's start with a statement. Let's take a breath first. Oh, yes, we're here at Discover Joyous Love. Oh, it's a very warm day and I have fans on in this particular room I'm in, which doesn't have an air condition, but it's all good because I have self-love, you see? I deserve having the sense of entitlement. Now, I deserve was a statement that I learned way back when I started with Bond Wright in Los Angeles uh, doing Reichian Bioenergetics, Wilhelm Reich's therapy. And she was my therapist for many years. And one of the statements, you know, for me to re reduce my trauma, we got into a lot of Gestalt therapy was, I deserve, I deserve to be happy. Yes, I do. I deserve to, and you don't want to get into materialistic things like I deserve to have, you know, a million bucks. I mean, that's, that's getting shallow. But it's like, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a healthy relationship. You deserve to be a wonderful mother to children or father. You deserve to, uh, you know, go to a job and have be working on a, a job that that is with your own talents. You know, so these are the things that you deserve, having the healthy sense of entitlement. Now, desire and self-worth, they walk side by side. If your self-worth is low, your desire will be shut and your sexual self will be diseased or suffer. So people that have a low self-worth, which means that these people might be the ones to say, how does it feel to want? Because they shut down when their desire arose when they were young, growing up, because it was shame and guilt and hiding and bad. And whatever went on in their circles, their families. So this self-worth and desire need to be on the same level. Otherwise, you can experience sexual challenges later on in life. You can also have not such a good sex life. In order to, in order to want, we need to feel deserving. Now, as Susan Rubin Silliman, I'm quoting, explored in her book, The Female Body in Western Culture. She says, in order to want, we need to feel deserving. Ah, this is true. Like I said, the desire and self-worth need to be side by side. Now, my work is a somatic Tantra teacher, love and relationship coach, psychotherapist, Tantra and the senses, feel, taste, see. We must come into the senses, sensory integration. And this is all part of helping you to come into the reality of what love is, the love that you become love, the love that lives in your body, embodying yourself, celebrating your inner and outer worlds. And we do dance movement going from chaos, symmetrical, asymmetrical. So working in the chaoticness to bring about center, resiliency is also a part of all this. Healing your erotic nature or nourishing. Let's see what my title is here. Nourishing your erotic nature, right? Or healing it. Inviting the self to explore the different experiences around your own senses. And that's where we work with um, the uh, embodying through somatic work. Inviting yourself to explore different experiences that live in and around your senses, your body, your chakras. And this is how we start to tap into who we are. Eroticism and healing is nothing more than self-expression, folks. Are you the type that can't express yourself? And I don't mean, sometimes when we 
are, feel like we have the lid on us and we don't express our voice, then what happens is we may explode. It may build up over time and then all of a sudden you have this explosive moment and you become angry. It becomes like a, a quasi-bipolar kind of personality, like you're passive and then all of a sudden you're this like aggressive exploder. So you have to be careful with your emotions because mental illness, even though you may not be born with it, you know, it can just we can actually like create that from the way our emotions are trained to hide. We must express ourselves. Uh, and I mean, I know it's hard because everybody's on text and everybody wants to have control and everyone wants to put a lid on you and I don't like it. I really don't. Shaming the body, coming home to your body temple. So when you, this shame, do you know what it is? <laughs> you gotta take a Tantra class, come to my Tantra workshops. Come and see me privately. But here's the thing, shaming the body. When you learn how to come home to that body temple, the shame, it just, it's crystallizing and then it breaks through. You have this, what we call a breakthrough. Senses, sensuality is your artistic expression. And that is what Tantra is, opening the senses, activating, accessing the senses, capturing and harnessing the moments is one of the reasons why I became attracted to Tantra because I wanted to capture and harness moments that I was losing along the way growing up that I didn't have the voice with people. And then when I got in with the boys and the men and the boyfriends, I really didn't have the voice. And it just seemed like I needed to, to talk. I needed to, and then we came into the texting world and we're, we're still not talking, right? Well, here I am talking on this radio show right now, Discover Joyous Love. Capturing and harness the moments is what, what got me attracted to Tantra. So one last thing here on this topic today is um, how to become one with your erotic nature, how to become one with your body, your energy. Now, Dr. Sidney Ceruto, uh, I also am quoting him, one of the things he says is to support and accept and understand yourself. He writes an article on self-compassion. He gives us three things, which I, also would say mindfulness, common humanity, and self-kindness. So mindfulness, that Dr. Sidney Ceruto says, become aware of your suffering. Become aware of it. How do you become aware of it? You must learn awareness. You must go to classes and learn how to become aware of your suffering. You may not even know you're suffering. See, these things are easily said, but I want you to learn how to get there attention, intention, right? Notice the thoughts, feelings, and sensations. Sit down, track your body, lie down. What are you feeling in your feet? Close your eyes, track the energy all the way up. What's there, what do you notice? Write it down, journal. Get out the notepad, folks here. Remove the negative thoughts. Oh, you know, I had negative thoughts my entire life and then they went away after I started to breathe and learn Tantra and Reichian therapy and Willem Reich's work and all kinds of things and all those thoughts like I can't this that all those negative thoughts they just like went out the window it was like a miracle <laughs> so and then common humanity as Sidney Schwerdo also says we all have to struggle in common we all have struggle in common so let's face it when one suffers we all suffer and struggling is a common thing and it is a growthful thing and it is something that we need to grow to understand human nature Self-kindness, the inner voice first, the inner critic. So if you're constantly judging yourself and criticizing yourself and belittling yourself, 
and then you turn it out to do it to someone else, that could turn into narcissism. So before you get that narcissistic wounding nature about you, this inner voice must be positive. And we can talk more about that. Thank you for listening to Discover Joyous Love. I've been your host, Anita DeFrancesco, and my book, Live Free, your uh, sexual, uh, physical, emotional, and sexual wholeness and integration of that. And that's what the book is about, how I transcended, transformed. It's on Amazon. My other book, The Donna Gentile Story, true crime book, if you're interested in crime and learning about a woman who ran away and was resilient and had her voice. So getting back to that with his voice. Uh, and I can be found at timetowisdom.com. Thank you for tuning in.